Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are no longer the Cursed Podcast because now we are one and two on game nights. This is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It did get dicey there towards the end i thought maybe our we're, curse was gonna come back yeah it felt like like for a second there i was like we really are cursed <laughs> what what the hell was that final sequence of what under 40 seconds to play i got up and started uh getting ready to to record here and all of a sudden i look up i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on here uh did you ever watch game of thrones i never watched it now okay so i can't do my joke in front of you so i'll just save it for later because that was a bad ending, and so was Game of Thrones, but <laughs> damn. Uh, Lakers, though, end up winning 94-92. The Lakers sweep both their, I mean, sweep the miniseries? Is that what, what, what happened here? They won two at San Antonio and won two at Memphis, this new format the NBA is trying out this year. 4-0 since we've last been on, Alex. Yeah, and all on the road. And like you said, it was like our first glimpse of like these kind of like these baseball series, right? Where it's like you have to play a team multiple times. Um, what, what were your thoughts on that? Because that's something that's kind of new for sure. I always agree with what the players say as far as scheduling goes. Because I feel like they're the ones traveling. They're the ones that know. They're the ones that have to live through it. I just got to sit my ass on the couch and watch it. So the Laker, the, the Laker players seem to love it so far. So if they love it, I'm cool with it. And it actually really does make sense. I guess the I don't know why the the NBA never did like a series before, which is that's what it all leads to anyways. Um but the fact that they're doing it this year to minimize travel and exposure to COVID-19, it seems to make like to me it was almost like, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Why didn't they do this before?" Yeah, like I actually, it's refreshing in a way. Like it's cool to see a team twice, and then to see how like that team adjusts, like the one that lost and and the team who won, to the next game. And um, unfortunately, Memphis, you know, is not at full strength, so we didn't get like right. a real idea of what they would look like because that could be a potential playoff opponent in the first round later on because they kind of came into the year with some high expectations coming off of. Uh, well, they, they missed out last year, but they, they were the eight seed before the whole thing happened. So I thought maybe they can make it this year, but the whole injuries things kind of shut that down. But overall, I thought it's kind of cool. And like you said, I think Kyle Kuzma specifically says he really likes this. So, um, The Lakers have won four in a row. They started off two and two. They're now six and two. As we speak right now, six and two in for the season atop the Pacific at this moment because the Clippers are losing to the Spurs right now. They're 5-2. and two. Um, Kind of a little bit, not a, not really specifically to what we saw last year. We won't know, but we always reference the fact that last year the Lakers started, lost the first game, and then started 24-3. and three. And I think we would all love to see a run like that happen. The thing that stood out to me the most, and this is where I was going with it, we talk about chemistry and how quickly... The Lakers figured it out last year. And I had a, a thought, and I really wanted to get your your thoughts on it because I, I don't know. I didn't have anybody else to bounce it off of, so this is the first time I'm saying this publicly, and it could be the dumbest thing in the world. But I, I just had a thought. Last year, it was LeBron's first year and AD's first year, and ba- it was a whole brand new team. There was, I think, three returning guys, 
and one of them was Kuz and Caruso, and I'm forgetting who else came. Oh, Javel. Mm. This year, a whole bunch of you guys, but your two main guys are back. They now know how to play with each other. They now know what they like to do. They now know what they don't like to do. This year's difference to me in the roster building, and we haven't even talked about this off air. So like I said, if it's dumb, I'll, I'll move on. You brought in Montrez Harrell, who likes to score, sixth man of the year. You brought in Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder the runner-up to sixth man of the year, who likes to score, who wanted to start, who is aggressive. You're bringing in guys who this year already, I think, come in expecting things on offense. And what I mean by that is, Last year, it was almost like everybody stood back and let LeBron and AD do their thing. Everybody. Danny Green was the only guy that came in with real big money. And after that, JaVale wasn't going to take shots. Dwight wasn't going to take shots. Kuz wasn't going to go out and try to take it. Everybody stood back. This year, Schroeder's aggressive. Trez is aggressive when he's on the court. There's, there's guys that like to create, like Gasol that likes to create. So I think this year... And listen, if they're 6-2, and two, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, I think this year, it's going to take them a lot longer to figure it out because of that. What do you think? Dumb? No, I mean, uh, like, list, you were listing off some players like Danny Green and JaVale, and, and those are very, like, they have very specific skills, right? Like, Danny Green mm-hmm. is, like, the prototypical 3 and D guy. He's going to stand the corner, he's going to... He's going to shoot when he's open. He's going to play good defense, and that's about it. Like, when he dribbles, like, usually bad things happen. Uh, Javel, same thing. He'll finish lobs. Uh, he's a good rim protector, plays defense. The guys they brought in this year, they have, they're a little more dynamic, right? Like, Dennis Schroeder, yeah, he can spot up, but he's also, he also can run a pick and roll. He's really fast. He can get in transition. He can break a defense. He can create plays. Uh, he can hit shots out of the pick and roll. And a guy like Trez... Um, it's just a super energy big, and we're already seeing this year he can actually step back and hit this like mid-range shot and face up and stuff like that. It's just different um, elements that they bring to the game that it is harder to adjust to that because they they haven't been on a team, maybe Trez, but even that was different when they had two stars. Like Paul George and Kawhi are very similar in terms of like their shot profile. They're both just going to shoot a bunch of jump shots where the Lakers stars are more... Uh, complimentary like in terms of big wing so I, I think it's just going to take a longer time for both these guys and all the new guys really to adjust and stuff so i think yeah. that's why we're seeing still some of these growing pains early on yeah and i also i also think that lebron and ad are taking time to adjust you notice that yeah. they are such slow starters so far this year like they like i think lebron had five points in the first half and ad had in total today i think he only had like three free throws and one of them was an illegal defense free throw i just feel like they're they're just taking a step back to figure it out do you know how many free throws That's, they took as a team tonight yeah they took 11 but that number is still way higher than what it was two minutes with that with two minutes left i think it was like i wrote it down six free throws before two minutes in the fourth quarter yeah, it was, it was something throws. crazy something like, like that. that. So I think that does kind of speak to what you were saying in terms of they're taking it slow because they're not really going to the rim very often. It's a lot of a lot of jumpers, right? And usually mm-hmm. when you shoot a lot of jumpers, you're kind of, um, I don't know. Like the defense is going to give you those. Like they'll live with you shooting jumpers. And AD is just so happening. Like he's just making everything right now. So it doesn't really matter. 
but I, I think that is kind of predictive of their effort level. Like they're not going to the rim. They're not going to hit, get that contact. They're not going to go full force right now. So they're kind of settling for jumpers. And right now it's working. Like both of them are actually hitting their jumper. So it's okay. But I think it does go back to what you're saying is they are taking it slow. They're kind of feeling it out. And, um, I think there are some positive signs so far on these road trips uh, on this road trip of the new guys starting to kind of fit in beside them. Yeah. And then uh, let's not forget, uh, Caruso is not with the team health and safety protocol. That's all we know. Um, KCP missed the last two games, I believe. Um, he didn't play in, the, in either Memphis or Kuzma started. So they weren't, listen, they, Jay, they weren't missing John Moran, but they have been, this is not the rotation that I think you're going to expect to see when fully healthy. Um, I even tweeted at some point today, the rotation was, and I can't even believe they actually played it. I just think AD was trying to check in and, and the, the, the ball just didn't stop for a while, but uh, Marcus all Keith Schroeder Kuz and THT. And I think, <laughs> I think it was a 14, five run with those guys on the, on the, uh, not for the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> so not the greatest uh, rotations I've ever seen from LA this year, but you're right, man. I mean, what I'm trying to say, and I'm, I'm, I don't want people to think that like I'm freaking out and, and or whatever. I mean, they're six and two, uh, you, and they yeah. lost to the blazers and they lost to the Clippers. They're not like they're losing to terrible teams. And when you watch it, I think that's what I'm really just trying to get to. When you watch it, I feel like you can see them. They're trying to figure it out. They don't really know what they are yet. And when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Trez and Schroeder and all these guys now, you get away with it sometimes, like tonight. Yeah. No, For no, that's, a, while that's a great point. It, it, it's a luxury this team has that other teams don't have, that they can kind of um, take these games not so seriously and still win and also kind of treat them as like experimenting process, um, getting THT some development time. A lot um, of minutes tonight, 22 minutes. Yeah, so like it is a bit of a blessing in disguise in a way that, kcp and chris like obviously you never want those guys to be out for regardless of reasons but it does give tht some extra time to carry over what he did in the preseason to until the regular season early on and get some rotation minutes because they might depend on him if someone else gets hurt um the new guys are getting to gel with lebron and ad and it also helps like the schedule is really soft in this stretch yeah, in this particular stretch for sure yeah so they, they took advantage of those games you have to win them like it's hard to win in the NBA, especially against a team you have to face twice um, for the Spurs and the Grizzlies. So I, these are good for these are good for wins, and they kind of accomplished some of those things you were mentioning. Some of the positives that I have seen, at least tonight, just specifically tonight, the defensive intensity in the paint to me was off the charts. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the way, and there was a one sequence where Trez and I think it was Gasol. They were just like, I think they had like four chances and they couldn't get it in. But I, I thought they really bodied up Valanciunas very well tonight. I thought they didn't allow too many points in the paint. Um, I, I can look it up because I know I, I had it somewhere. But it just, I was, the defense of the Lakers last year won them a lot of games. And this year, I literally just said, having all this offensive talent, they're winning games just because they have the talent. So it's a little different this year, I think. But seeing that defensive intensity step up, that's a big positive for me. Yeah, I mean, the defense has been good Like uh, on this Memphis trip specifically. I think they've held Memphis to under 95 points the last two games. And that's really hard to do in the current NBA. Like We're kind of used to at least 105, 110-point games. And, but like, I'm going back to what you said. I thought the interior defense was like 
the star of the game tonight. I thought Marcus All specifically was very, very good on uh, Valanciunas. And Valanciunas was like four for 13 from the field. That, that's that's hard to do as a big because usually all yeah. you do is kind of shoot around the rim. Dunk. Uh, he and and those four were contested. Like yeah. I don't remember him having like an easy dunk. There was like one like layup that was like a broken play that he got. So if you just even take that out, like those three makes were really tough. And I thought Gasol kind of showed his value in terms of as a big. These are the types of bigs he's gonna like really do well against. Like these kind of mm-hmm. slower plotting physical bigs, like maybe like an Embiid, a Jokic. Like Valanciunas is not that type of scorer. But he does kind of like represent the same body type. I thought Gasol did really well against it. Um, they said it on the broadcast. I don't know if it was Stu or Billy Mack, and and I agree with with whoever said it was, if you're gonna try and power against Gasol, you're gonna lose mm-hmm. a lot of the times. So like you just said as well, when a big man tries to power Gasol, it's not gonna work. When you're out, when you're quicker than him, that's when you can get him, and it's not science there i mean it's not like breaking news there you you can see that that gasol's not the quickest moving defender but today you know when you go body for body like they did he's super effective and you know he ends up with four rebounds two assists tonight three points and that one point he did not want to take the three that he made he's like who's open who's open right now uh but he ends up making the three i i think he's i you know i think we're gonna say this for a while we've we're only two weeks into the season we're going to say this for, for a while. I think we're, we're seeing guys figure it out. Wesley Matthews has started making shots. You know, But last week when we talked, he hadn't made a three for the team yet. That's huge. Now, I think he had a game where he went 7-7 seven of seven or 6-6. Six of six. Yeah, he, he's like, like 10 uh, of his last like 14 or something crazy like that. Yeah, he missed three tonight. but And he, and he wanted to punch Grayson Allen. So now he's like an all-time favorite <laughs> Laker because everybody wants to punch Grayson Allen. And he just stepped up to him today because Grayson gave him a little tiny push. Uh, so he's already g- gaining favors with me at least. Maybe not all Laker fans. I I, I loved that. Um, the my favorite thing, and this is just a total side note, but it's about a new guy. My favorite thing so far in the Lakers season is when Trez is on the free throw line because you can hear what he's saying and there's nobody in the stand and he's just talking so much shit to everybody else on the court. It is hilarious. I wish he was. I wish he got fouled more. He only took one free throw today. And every time he gets fouled and he goes to the lion, it is just like, okay, zoom in on Trez and just <laughs> shut up. Let me hear it. It's great. Yeah, Trez, I think, is at his best when he's talking, right? Like when he's really mm-hmm. passionate out there and uh, especially on those and one calls and stuff like that. I think that's where he's at his best. I thought today he was pretty composed. And I, I'm not sure if you noticed it, but like I didn't think, like to start the fourth quarter, he wasn't even really out there. They went to Marquise mm-hmm. Morris as center early on. Gasol was in foul I trouble. I noticed that. Because uh, Keith was getting a Keith, that's when Valanciunas got his points. Exactly. So I, yeah. I, I, I was curious to see why Harold wasn't really in there. That he didn't have the greatest of games today. I think Valanciunas does like on the opposite end. Like we we said that Gasol is a really good matchup for Valanciunas. Harold, that's a tough matchup for him because Valanciunas can just kind of bully him around in the post. Um, the NBA is it's a game of runs. I get it. That's just kind of what happens here. One thing that I haven't liked so far is that the Lakers have been giving up large runs to their opponents, which is why these games are getting pretty close. Uh, today, like I mentioned, the 14-5 run. There was a 17-4 run to finish the first quarter. Um, they just seem to be 
And maybe it's part of the experimental phase with Vogel's rotations, and that's why he's getting stuck in these, like that that rotation I mentioned earlier. But that's something that I think needs to be corrected because when you do play better teams later on in the season and then later, later in the playoffs, those are the runs that where you're just going to lose a game. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. I know in the first quarter, a 17-4 run may not be a death you know, punch. It may not be a Mortal Kombat finishing move, but eventually, that stuff's going to catch up when you give large runs over and over and over. No, for sure. And I, I don't know how much of that has to do with the level of competition. Like, they almost blew it tonight. <laughs> like, we, we were joking around earlier about... The, like the ending of the game, but they only won this by like two or three points. So, and they had to come back and win the other game. They needed LeBron to kind of go crazy in the fourth quarter to win that one. And this is not against a fully. Hey, and this one too. Yeah, and this one too. So eventually, this is like that's this is the effort level it's going to take to win games. Like this is Portland beat them because of this. Um, the Clippers beat them pretty handily because of this. Like eventually, when you have to play better competition this type of effort level and intensity and protecting a bigger lead isn't going to work out and I, I think lebron and ad have kind of set the example of like we're we're going to take this easy and we're going to take these mm-hmm. few games not 100 percent seriously but still try to win and we'll experiment and learn from there but yeah eventually they're going to have to lock in a little bit more definitely um i'm just running through my notes to 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 remember specifics today i did write down at one point uh where's coos because mm-hmm. i figured like this is the kind of game where lebron's taking it easy anthony davis is just throwing up every single three and he's making them this is the kind of game where i thought coos would throw up 15 shots and he just only shot five two of five tonight where was he yeah so this is something i was thinking about today too because the whole thing with coos is like starter coos right like that's yeah that's when he's good but i was thinking like this is just a theory uh, I'll run it by you. I think starter Kuz is at his best when one of LeBron or AD is not on the floor in terms of one of them is out that game and he has to kind of fill their usage. Like if he's starting, but everyone's healthy, like in terms of the, the main guys, he's still not going to get shot attempts because they're all going to have the ball in their hands. They're going to be the ones shooting. He's still going to be kind of designated in his same role as a spot up guy, as a defender, as Dude. a cutter. But you freaking hit it out of the ballpark, man. Yeah, but when he really did well was against Minnesota when AD wasn't there and Marcus mm-hmm. All was just pinpointing him with cuts all game long and he was the beneficiary of those passes. I think he scored like 19 of those 20 points in the first half or yeah, something like something that too. Yeah, crazy like that. But Yeah, it was re- and then he just kind of backed off a little bit. This is the story of like Kuz's career. Uh, like his yeah. role it just changes from game to game, from lineup to lineup. Like I do get on them in terms of like that should it affect your impact or effort level or anything like that he was a plus 21 tonight for what it's worth i thought he did he did continue his solid defense even though he only took five shots but uh, again i think a lot of it just has to do with the opportunity for him well is it okay like so i know we all have these expectations and i get it i'm dude me and you yeah. we talked a lot about kuzma last year we've talked not that much this year but is it okay just to say, like, this is him? This is what they signed the extension for. He's the chameleon. He's the guy, the hybrid. He's If we need him to go out there because the LeBron and AD's not playing and we need him to score 20 points, then he's going to go do that or at least try to do that. And if they're in and KCP's hurt and Caruso's hurt and we need him to fill an, an X amount of minutes, where like today he played 30, 
then he can go and do that too. Like, can we just start accepting that this is Kyle Kuzma? He is that guy. He's he's the utility player on a baseball team. If you if you know what that means, like he's the guy that can play first, second, third, four, you know, uh, shortstop. He can play anywhere. He can hit anywhere in the lineup. Like, he may not be the best at this role, but let's just start ex- accepting the fact that that is his role. And that's super valuable. Like, even if he's not giving you the production, having a player who can fill in at the two, the three, or the four, like at any given moment, starting or coming off the bench, like, there are not that many types of players in the league. Just from a, like, I'm able to play these positions and multiple positions and defend and hit the occasional shot and get hot sometimes. Like, he started that last game against Memphis as a starter really, really hot. So that that's still a valuable player. I think the production just it wanes and it's never consistent. And that this is going to be. I think as long as he's a Laker and LeBron and AD are here, I don't think we're ever going to get that like twenty point a game scorer from Kuz just because the usage isn't going to be there. It's not his game. This is not what he does. I mean, it's. I, I've. I think I. I'm not going to like start being like the Kuzma apologist. I don't think. I, you know, I don't. I don't think he. He gets a lot of grief on Twitter and a lot of grief on our podcast network. But I am just coming around to the fact that this is what he's going to be. There's going to be games where he can drop 15. There's going to be games where he drops five. There's going to be games where he doesn't, you know, play that many minutes. Like, I'm, I'm just coming to terms with it. I think that's just, that's what it is. And again, I, I still think that's valuable, right? Like, yeah. like just in, like I thought. So I'm saying, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that that's. That's where we're at with him. I, I think your baseball analogy is actually pretty perfect. Like, if we look at Kuz as a utility guy, like for Dodger fans, if you view him as a Chris Taylor or a Kike Hernandez, like view them as as those players instead of a Mookie Betts, right? Your expectations and what he produces is going to be better. Like, because that's the role he's in. He's not a, a cleanup guy right now. That's not his role. His role is to play defense, fill in, like when the stars need a break played second base, played third base. Again, he can do all these different positions. Like, that's valuable. And I guarantee you there's going to be nights this year where LeBron's not playing and AD's not playing, and they're going to ask who's go score 20 for us He'll do it. And he may not be able to do it every single time, but that's that's what they're going to ask him to do, and I think he's versatile enough to do it. So that's it on Kuz for today. Uh, you did mention this already. And it's going to be all over Twitter, and, and it already is. I actually just refreshed my timeline. I've already seen it a million times. Uh, LeBron's basically game-winning shot, which actually didn't out to, to be a game-winning shot because of the disaster at the end, and then followed it up by a block. He closed out this game. Another positive tonight, Anthony Davis. I didn't know this. They said it on the broadcast. Frank Vogel wants Anthony Davis to take at least five three-point shots a game this year. Uh, he shot 10, made four. Big game from him tonight, 26 points, 10 rebounds. None on offense, though. It goes back to the he's kind of taking it easy night kind of thing. Uh, LeBron finishes with 26, 11, and 7. Um, listen, we've said it already, and you probably heard it all across this podcast network. When it's time for them to come in, they come in and, and they start performing. They may not be doing it all game, yeah. but that's what they did tonight. It's ten threes is nuts to me. Um, j- do you like that? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Uh, do you know, like, so he took 20 shots tonight. He was very efficient. He was very good. Like, he he was really, really good tonight. How many shots do you think came at the rim tonight for Anthony Davis? Oh, I saw your tweet, and I don't want to spoil it because I know it changed. 
it barely changed <laughs> i legit okay i legit i think he was part of that trez like, just watching the game back and just forth watching the yeah game. there's nothing that stands I, he had one dunk i know that okay. so i'm just gonna say three of the 20 so two two of the 20 two do you know how many he had last game no i have no one. idea yeah um so, so that do you credit that to vogel saying i want to take more threes or do you credit that to what we're talking about as him kind of just i think it's all of those i happen. think there's a ton of like it's super interesting like interesting and I, it's not like i'm complaining about it it's not something that's bad because if you're hitting four out of your 10 threes you're obviously yielding more points so that's 12 points right there um but at a point i would like to see him at least get easier looks than just relying on jumpers the entire game um but with that said he's just making everything right now from the mid-range from three those little mini floaters like that are in the paint but not at the rim he's making those so it's hard for me to like critique it or complain but it just is interesting that he has kind of taken the like power forward role and actually play more like a power forward this year like I thought when Gasol signed that was going to open up the paint for AD because Gasol was going to be the guy on the perimeter and he would be the one dragging the other centers out of the paint but it's AD kind of filling that role mm-hmm. and Gasol's not really you're not posting Gasol up so you're really not getting getting any value out of that either you're when you use Gasol you're using him at top of the key and you like do these cuts off him and he finds people with his passing but it's just been interesting to see how they've deployed ad with gasol this year and like i said it's not bad or good it's just different than than what he did last year yeah and i mean like i said and we're gonna say this for a while we'll we'll see how they figure it out i just think for vogel to to express that out loud is that because he actually wants anthony davis to shoot five threes or is that because he's like if I tell him to shoot five threes, he's going to conserve his legs a little more by just hanging around the perimeter. I'll say this. This is not the first time Vogel has said it. He's, he's mentioned this multiple times, like during, during like media availability. Like yeah. he, like if someone asks him about AD shooting, he'll say, Oh yeah, we, we like him shooting that. We want him shooting at least five threes a game. Like he'll mention these things. Um, so I, I don't know. It could be part of that. They could be preserving his body. So he doesn't have to do center type things. Like, he doesn't have to defend centers. He doesn't have to attack the rim against centers. He doesn't have to risk getting injured with that. If you're shooting threes, you're less likely to get hurt. So that could be a role. I also think just that confidence he got from the bubble by shooting so well, I think that's carried over this year also. And he just this is just a new part of his game that he didn't have before. Yeah. Um, listen, like 26 and 10, no one's going to complain. You do it every night. Which he normally does. So, however it comes, we'll see how that goes. Uh, one final thing for me to get into, and, and if you have something else, we can do that too. Um, the bench points situation. Now, I'm only speaking about this game. Uh, they got outscored, but Memphis has benched 21 points in the first quarter. I believe they finished with 36, something like that. Um, are you at all concerned about bench points? so far this year um but like i i think it, it it depends on how they're staggering their minutes like um i saw marcus Saul was with with the second unit today that was kind of new like in terms of in the second quarter um harrell like if harrell's not scoring 
that much and Kuz isn't in the reserves. Like it's all kind of in flux because uh, KCP and Caruso aren't there. So the rotations have kind of shifted and guys are kind of playing out of their ordinary rotations and that, that makes things kind of harder. Um, but it will be interesting to see how that bench performs throughout the year. They were ranked pretty high in terms of like the number of points they score per game so far, but it's still early. But a lot of it, I think, does depend on Harrell and guys like Wes Matthews getting hot and making their threes. And um, if Kuzma's in that bench unit, he's got to be another guy who produces also. Yeah, 36 to 22 tonight in favor of Memphis. But yeah, I mean, I think you also, you know, you nailed it. When Kuzma's starting, that's taking away points from you. And yeah, you're missing Caruso too. So it's just something to keep an eye on because I, I don't know what the reason is why today was lower than, than, you know, it's 22 points from the bench is pretty low, especially when you have Trez on the bench. So just something that stood out to me today. Has there, like, on these four games since we last talked, has there been anything? like good or bad besides the bench that stood out to you like as these last four games since last time we talked anything interesting or anything you've noticed a combination you like or anything like that i i said it last week i i love i i someone's people were tweeting at me today um they think that dennis schroeder's a, a ball hog and i i i love the aggressiveness i love that he continues the aggressiveness even when LeBron and AD both score over 25, he's still out there being aggressive. Yeah, he has some turnovers here and there, but I really do like the addition of of, of his play to the team. Um, Anthony Davis and this road trip was was fantastic. You know, 20, 34, 17, 26 on the four, um, and shooting at a high field at a high rate percentage. So you know, Le- <laughs> LeBron turned 36 while we were gone. And I swear to God, he's 25. <laughs> like I, so that to me is the biggest thing, and it's it's something that I don't know how often we'll talk about, but he's still doing this at 36. Yeah, I know we mentioned earlier that he's not playing at like full speed or at 100, percent but he's definitely playing harder than I thought he would be to start this year. Like, I, and this LeBron is still like top 10 player in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he put up 26, 11, and 7 as steal in the block, and he didn't really seem to like put too much effort in the game today. In the third quarter today, he knows that there's nobody out there that's better than yeah. him, and he drops 13 points in the quarter. Yeah, no, I, I think he's been super impressive. Like, his approach and like the effort level he's put in, like, he's not totally engaged on defense like he was last year, but he's still more engaged again than I thought he would be to start the year. Like, he has some crazy closeouts on guys and rotations and stuff that i didn't expect him to do this early on but he's doing it and it's it continues to be insane um we are eight games into the 72 game season the lakers in first place in the west so there's nothing to complain about right now really (laughs) this team is still figuring it out night in night out it's something new it's something different and they're six and two Enjoy it, Laker fans, because if they if this team figures it out, they might win the West again. Even though we all, both of us said, it's probably not a top priority for them. They might be good enough to just do it anyways. So we'll see what happens there. As we speak right now, Clippers losing by twenty wow. in L.A. to San Antonio. So uh, we are. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and I know I don't think Paul George is playing tonight, oh, okay. but but still, I mean. I did. They did lose by fifty-one when Kawhi didn't play. So Clippers prone to 
to losing big when they're missing one of their players. All right, man. For the Lakers. Uh, oh, new. Look at that. Next Tuesday, another game day. Let's see if we can get back to 500 as a podcast. So they have four games coming up. Two in L.A. and two in Houston. They face off on Thursday against the Spurs for the last time this season. Spurs, this is the last Spurs time. Again. The Spurs again. This is the last time you will see the Spurs at all. Not the first half, like the entire season. This is it. And then they will uh, host the Bulls, who are – what are the Bulls? The Bulls are three and four. And then they go to Houston for two games. And it's actually – the second game in Houston is the first of a back-to-back because the next night is in Oklahoma City. So until we're back, they have four games, but they do play that Wednesday. And Houston is two and three, struggling as well. So we do it every week. Let's do it again. Prediction by the time we talk after the Rockets game next week. This is tough. And you mentioned that that Houston and you said the following game is a back-to-back. The Spurs game right. is actually a back-to-back also with the Bulls after that. Oh, yeah, it is. So they yeah, have yeah. A, a lot of games coming up in a short amount of time. So, again, it'll be you know interesting means. to see how those guys approach these games. Kuzma the starter. It could be. Oh, oh uh, like Frank Vogel Without did say AD. Caruso should be available Thursday, and KCP might be available Thursday as well, for all we know. So they could be getting back to full strength. But with that said... Uh, predictions, Spurs, Bulls, Rockets, Rockets. I'll say three and one. Those back-to-backs are tricky. I'll say three and one. The competition is bad. So three and one sounds right because you you never know who they'll play. Um, As far as, and what I mean by who they play is LeBron AD. Are they going to rest one of them? AD did get hit in the face today. His eye was closed for like five minutes. He played with it and never stopped playing with it. But, you know, that could be an excuse. Like, hey, we're going to give AD off on Thursday against the Spurs <laughs> or something. And, yeah, you know, you never that's all you need. So, a 3-1 and one sounds good. I would be very shocked if they went 2-2 two and two or worse in the next three games because of the opponents that they're playing. Last year, I don't really specifically remember those Lakers losing to bad teams. I'm sure they did. But, like, that wasn't a trend of theirs where they played down to their competition. I, th- we never, I, know. Like, I actually think they were uh, like the best in terms of beating teams under 500 yeah. last year. So you're right. I mean, I remember me and you coming on here like a couple times and being like, they they are playing, they don't play down to their level, to their competition. They just go out and beat those teams. And LeBron played 25 minutes tonight. Like that's the kind of results they got last year. It would be great to see those things happen when they, the schedule is pretty soft early on here. So take advantage of it. You're six and two, and keep it going in the West. So I think three and one sounds right. I one of the back to backs, they're going to take a loss. I think in one of the back to backs, just because I think I don't really, I don't really know. So we'll see. I mean, the only positive the back to back with Spurs and Bulls is at home, so they don't have to travel. So I mean, I I mean, it's I wouldn't be surprised if they go four and zero here. Like Houston, I, I have no idea what's even going on over there. Who's playing? Who's not playing? <laughs> Um, so I wouldn't be shocked, but, um, with that many games and that short of a period of time, I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe and the, someone rests. Yeah. And the second back to back. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're going to Oklahoma city, but the flight's an hour. Yeah. So I know they got to get on a plane and that, but you ever been to Vegas and be like, Oh, I just got on a flight, man. Can't do it. You know, that, that doesn't happen. You you can do it. So we'll see what happens. Alex, uh, throwdowns. You're going to, you, you said you're going to write something about, 
Anthony. Uh, yeah, Davis's eventually, eventually, either on him or something else. But yeah, um, if anyone wants to find out when that comes out, you could just subscribe Throwdowns.substack. It's free. Uh, you can find that in my profile on Twitter, Alex M Regla. At Alex M Regla on Twitter. Subscribe to the Throwdowns. Check it out. Uh, for here, check out at Lakers SBN. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86 silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers news and subscribe Spotify, Apple, Google podcast. We are with you guys every Tuesday cause we are taco Tuesday, but there is a podcast pretty much every day, definitely every game day. So make sure you guys subscribe to get all the latest Laker info from our team. Alex, stay safe out there. Because you're in L.A. and I'm in San Diego and SoCal is hot right now with the Rona. So stay safe out there and we'll talk to you next week, bro. You too, man. Thank you.